Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. Thank you so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. I am super, super, super excited. My guest, Dr. Leslie Berklin, is here to join us, and she's going to share exactly who she is and what it is that she does. So take it away, Leslie. Okay. Well, I am Dr. Leslie Berklin. I have a holistic life counseling degree from the University of Sedona. It is also part of the University of Metaphysics. So it's sort of a sub part of the University of Metaphysics. So when you actually do their bachelor's program and you do their master's program, then you can actually choose whether you want your uh, PhD to be at the University of Metaphysics or the University of Sedona. So, so they're a little different and they have different programs. So the program, because I wanted to start with life counseling was important to me because years prior to that, I was a life coach Um, and I became a life coach very much like you, Tammy, where people would just ask me questions and I would give, I was the sort of the go-to person, what should I do? And I'd give them advice. And sometimes I didn't even know if they were taking my advice. And then a year later, they would say, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I went one gal in particular. I did arrange my, my school. She had a, a two year um, college, you know, accredited college. She goes, oh, I really did change the platform to what you said. And I'm thinking, girlfriend, I was just talking, <laughs> talking just just out of my head what I thought. I had no idea you were taking it seriously. So but she took it and, and, and it was successful. So people were always coming to me asking, you know, just for advice. And so then I, I ended up getting certificates in life coaching and stress management. And, and I was pretty successful for seven years and really enjoyed it. But I thought to myself, I just wanted to go a little bit further in my mm-hmm. education because I knew that there was so much more, yes. you know, I was really focusing on with, with life coaching. You're only supposed to work with people that are for the most part uh, healthy. You know, they, they're just at a crossroads in their life. Yes. You know, they just don't know what path to take. Um, and it, it has to do with legalities because we're not actually counselors, you know, and it's actually opinion. It's about, you know, our opinion. So we gotcha. do have some constrictions, uh, you know, with being a life coach of the type of, you know, I can't psychoanalyze somebody. I can't go deep into their history. So I thought, you know, I just need to, to, increase my degree so that I can go a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. somebody and also treating somebody body, body, mind, and, and soul or body, mind, and spirit. Um, and because we are an entire person, we're, we're an entire human being, we are much more than just any problems, you know, yes. whether they be external or internal problems that we may have. And so taking that approach I have found has been so much more successful. And then I also went to New Eden because the body part was very important. And it's not 100% about just, you know, 
thinking about, you know, every single cell in your body. And you can do that through, through meditation, but I really wanted to know more about nutrition. So I went to new Eden, um, school and, uh, that university, and I was able to get a PhD and I did them. They kind of crossed over. So there was a time where I was doing my dissertation with one school and doing a dissertation with another school. And my mind was just, you know, but I was still loving every minute. I was, was going to say, how was that? <laughs> it was hard. Um, the, the University of Sedona dissertation uh, was, uh, it, it takes about a year. So you think, oh boy, you know, I can zip through this, you know, the, the bachelor's program. I can sort of, you know, if you want to, I suggest that people take their time and take a few years to do it. But technically you could, you know, go through it quickly. And then comes the dissertation and you have to write a research paper on the subject that you've chosen that has to do with, you know, metaphysics. So, um, so my first one was on, on the dream world, because I'm really into what we dream and it's a separate part of our body. And it's a separate, it's a, it's a whole nother universe. Yes. When we're dreaming, we are leaving our body. It's a whole nother world. And we, in our awakened state, in our bodies, d disregard it. Or we're always trying to say, hmm, I dreamt about my teeth falling out. I wonder what that means. Then we have these books, 12,000 reasons, you know, what they mean. And, and the books are, are ridiculous. It would say something like, um, it means that somebody is going to betray you. Okay. Oh, great. Um, you know, if you dream about houses, it means that somebody um, in your life is going to betray you. And I thought, okay, well, you know what? We know what we're dreaming. We know why we're dreaming. If we're dreaming about certain houses and certain places in other countries, people are speaking other languages. Odds are they're memories that we have, or we actually have, uh, we're actually in that space. It, it's yes. another world that is equal to our world right now. And I think that we need to appreciate it. So that was actually, um, that was my dissertation. That was my, um, uh, the other paper that I had to write in order to pass my um, the master's program. Mm -hmm. And then that took a while. My dissertation was basically on medicine. It was on modern medicine and how doctors now are actually taking all the history that they poo-pooed, the natural medicine, all of our natural plants that they just disregard to have, to have pharmaceuticals, you know, the pharmaceuticals that are oftentimes trashing our bodies. And, and I'm not referring to somebody that is like a diabetic and their body doesn't make insulin. You right. can't just say one day, I'm just not going to take my insulin because I'm going to take some now. You, you know, you do have to work. It's called, you know, integrated uh, medicine, yes. you know, alternative yes. integrated medicines where you do work with medical doctors, but it's yes. not solely relying on just the pharmaceuticals. Yes. So, but also I had, uh, I was diagnosed 20 years ago with multiple sclerosis. And I don't know if you know a lot about multiple sclerosis, but I'll make it really, really simple. I do. It's, you do. Okay. Well, then to everyone else, it's all the nerves that, you know, go from your brain throughout your body is just think of an electrical system. They're not firing right. You know, we, each little nerve, just like a wire has a little plastic sheath on it. We have what's called a myelin sheath and it mm -hmm. kind of breaks down. So we might get sparks. We might get numb some places. We might get numb. You know, we, we might not feel, you know, our legs one day. Um, and so I went through a phase 
about five years ago when I started to go to the University of Sedona, where I was actually bedridden. I was bedridden for about eight months. And my son actually took pictures of me where my entire bed was books. It was books. I decided to, instead of focusing on my disabilities and all the things that I couldn't do and to focus on what I could do, you know what I could do? I could go to school and I could learn. And through that process of learning and practicing what I learned, I got better. But I felt that it was really important. In fact, my practice, a lot of it has to do with baby stepping. Because yep. Tammy, we live in this microwave world. We want yep. it now. We want yep. that day. I, I clicked two minutes. No, I want yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I want it yesterday. So baby stepping, you know, when I work with a client, let's, you know, let's talk about getting you a little bit healthier Then you know, baby step that. And then we can talk about what, what the issues are, whether it be with your family or, you know, then we can talk about meditating and then we talk, can talk about the vibration and what's really important in the world. Yes. So um, I really, it was important to me to know about just our bodies and about plants. Yes. And of course, I know now that if we if something happened to this world and in our grocery stores, there was no food, I literally could go in my backyard and live for a year. Yeah, I could live for a year. That's nice. Picking the plants because I know this because I have learned this. There are so many. God gave us this entire world, this universe for us to understand, Hmm. you know, think about just the, the father of metaphysics. Um, think about, you know, who, who he, well, let me see. He was born in, um, what is his name? Okay. You know what? <laughs> like I, I should know this because I've studied it. I probably have written about him. Um, Parmendes, Parmendes. Okay. So he was born about 1700. And mm-hmm. so he sort of brought metaphysics. He, he studied like um, you know, people like Aristotle, um, you know, Socrates and, um, and of course my favorite Plato, you know, Mm -hmm. I actually love Plato, you know, that, that, um, he has the allegory of, uh, you know, the cave. I don't do, I don't know if you're familiar with that story, but it's about reality Mm -hmm. and, oh, Oh, look it up. It is. I'm just so I, I really studied a lot about Plato, Plato. I'm absolutely that that would be the one person that I follow. Now, Socrates, who was his mentor and Aristotle was the mentor was that um, his mentor was um, was um, uh, Plato. So there's the three. They were all contemporaries. Most people don't know that, except that, you know, Plato being in the middle. He was, uh, he, he was, he lived the same life as Socrates and then Socrates died and then there was Aristotle. So Plato's sort of the one in the middle that really probably wrote because Socrates didn't write. Plato wrote for him. So people always wonder, you know, yeah. So anyway, but Plato is just, just you know, how he looks at, at life and, and, and the cave. Basically, the allegory of the cave is a story about the matrix. It would be the simplest story about we are living in a matrix and how do we ascend out of this matrix Mm. and do we want to? And I was watching one of your videos or someone was saying, well, I kind of like the taste of food. 
I kind of like it was one of your guests. I can't remember who she was, but, and it was like, yeah, maybe it's comfortable. Maybe it's not uncomfortable, but don't we want to know what's true and what's right. real? Right. Do we want to yeah. know that? Do we want to know that? Are and we ready to know We that? don't. Yeah. Well, for thousands of years, we haven't wanted to. We're just mm-hmm. all comfortable in these, bo- in these bodies and doing and trying to achieve things and trying to, uh, you, you did a cute clip. So I'm your I, I'm your fan. So you did this cute clip where you were talking about manifesting, and I think you said something. It was just cracked me up. You were like, you know, this hooey about manifesting and getting your car, but then you got into it, you know, because we do hear that, you know, because there's been the secret came out and everyone wants yes. to manifest and everyone yes. tries to do it, and it's like, well, I didn't get my red Corvette that I I wanted, and I thought about it, and all of a sudden I didn't get it, and it's like, well. It, it, there, there is a way to manifest. You actually have to already think that you have it. You right. Know, you got to come from that place. Yeah. You have to come from the place that is something that, that already exists. But, um, and, and when it works, it works. Um, you know, yes. when, when you know that you deserve, you have, it's there, that, that universe will give it to you every time. No exception. Yes. It arranges itself for you and you yes. have to it's just it's just receiving it sometimes we don't receive it because we don't think that we're worthy we, we that a, that's the piece yeah yeah we, we don't just, we don't feel worthy and 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 the thing is is why is that why don't we feel worthy because of belief systems uh, people have belief systems that we learn as little children Mm-hmm. And it's not the fault of our parents. It's not the fault of our teachers or people around us. It's because they, they have the same belief system. You know, there's a what box, they you know, it's a box yeah. and we can't, you know, get out of that box. This is, this is the reality of the world. And we can't just get, we can't just decide that we want something, you know, and, and people that can, we just think that somehow they're special or they're lucky. Or there's that old saying when opportunity, you know, luck is when opportunity and preparation meet. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. Oprah said that. And yes. I mean, that is, <laughs> right. Oprah it said it, of course it's true. Well, well yeah, I know. Because <laughs> she's Oprah. She's the greatest you, manifester you. on the planet. I mean, For sure. so, yeah. So, um, and so, you know, but, but why? But we're kind of told day by day, our parents gaslight us, not in a negative way. They do it unwittingly. They gaslight. Like, well, oh, honey, you did. You, you it's didn't what see. they knew. And the thing is, too, like you know, you said, because my parents were the same. My mother was eighteen. My dad was seventeen when I was born. So, what did they know? Right. You know? But but they knew that there were restrictions. They they knew, or they felt it was. It's a belief system. They yes. believed it. So a lot of it is what we believe in a belief system. And sometimes when that is ingrained. That is when I work with clients, that's the number one thing that I have to break people of because they are stuck on a belief that is ingrained in their body, their mind, their soul. They just simply believe it. And it's hard for them to not believe something that was so real to them yes. and to realize that that's not true. There's so much more opportunity. God gave it all to us. He gave us every single plant. He gave us the air we breathe. He gave everything our higher source it's there it is a gift to us and anything that goes wrong in our lives when somebody says well how can god let that happen 
you did it because of your belief system. Yes. The opposite is there. There is an opposite to, to, to everything. There is a yin and a yang, and you can go ahead and look at it the other way and break away from your belief system. Yes. So, and someone else, another one, because I've been watching all your shows. So um, she wrote, she said something about saying no, the power of women saying no. Yes. And I just wanted to. That was the last two that I did. That, oh, is that, that showed. Okay. Both of them actually were about the same type of thing. They both were, one, one called herself a note coach. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I did too. I was like, I like that. But she called herself a note coach. And the other one, she helps women. Um, with burnout and, you know, saying no, basically same thing. So I was like, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, but her she came from was like, saying no, but then you do something else, but then you're still exhausting yourself because of, yes. there's all these other things. Um, but to say my attitude is to say no with no explanation. And that is okay. Cause we, as women, when we decide that we can say no, we feel this need this, this inherent need that we have to explain why we're Apologize. saying no. we don't need to explain it oh will you do this that and that for me no well why not no because i don't want to not that but no explanation what well, don't you have time for it well i'm, I'm it's just not going to happen you know the answer is no it's simply no and it is like Ooh, it's like something just come to actually say no, because when you say no, it makes your yes more powerful. Because when you say yes, you know that you are able to fulfill that yes, because you are more committed instead of being a codependent person that just wants to please everybody. Yes, 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 yes. And then they become exhausted. And then they don't have time for themselves. Then they come to see a therapist and then they want, you know, we teach them how to have time for themselves, but there is a power in just the word. No. Yes. No, I agree completely and totally mm -hmm. because the thing is, is especially for women, you know, we haven't often been taught that most of the time we have it, you know, but I can't remember something that, um, happened when I was a child, <laughs> my mother said, um, I was telling my mother, you know, somebody didn't like me or something. They said they thought I was, I don't even remember what it was, but they didn't like me. And so I went, you know, to tell my mom, my mom was like, well, do they do anything for you? Do they, you know, buy you food? Do they get you clothes? You know, do they do anything for you? I said, no. She said, well, then why do you give a fuck? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. If, if they don't bring you happiness, if they don't bring you joy, then there, then, then there's, there is no value in that relationship. And if they don't like you, then that is actually their problem. They're missing out. They're yes. missing out because you yeah. are just, you know, have this aura of, of just happiness and joy. And sometimes people are jealous and that's why they choose not to like you. I remember taking a course on public speaking. And it's something that I, I just learned. And the course said, you have an audience of people and, and there's people smiling and you're, you're giving your speech, whatever it may be. It may even be on manifesting or on, you know, whatever it is you do, or they're there. And you're always going to have a couple sour pusses or people that just, yeah. you know, seem uninterested. It's our nature as women to sell those people too. We, we, we already have these people. We, we won these people. 
yeah. we want to sort of convince these people to, you know, come on board, but that's not what you do. You do not play up to those people because they, they do not deserve you. You give your time to the people that are there that appreciate you. Yes. They will come around. Right. If they have any brains, they will come around, but that's going to make everything better is to just ignore the people that are negative because we do not need negative people, negative attitudes. No, we don't. Because that they'll always, there's always going to be negative people and their vibration level. I don't know if you read Hawkins or, um, you know, Dodson, you know, so some of those, and they talk Dr. about Joe. Vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the vibration levels, when you are at a point called courage, you're in the positive. So, and when you're at, you know, below courage, when you're in shame or blame or all these, you know, negative apathy would be like the lowest, one of the lowest, um, you're, you're not, it's really hard to ascend, but people in our business, we are faced with people that are in a, a negative vibration. Courage yeah. is the beginning, is the first stage of, of going up when, you know, the highest level being love, you know, pure love, which yes. pretty much that would be Mother Teresa, Jesus. I mean, it's not <laughs> yeah. really in the human realm right now. We, we, may, <laughs> we, we may not, but that, I mean, I'm talking pure, pure, pure. Right, love. right. Yes. So, yes. um, so, but we are around sometimes people because we're working with them, trying to bring them up. Now, our presence does help, but we actually do need time for ourselves, yes. you know, to, to, to sort of rejuvenate ourselves yes. and, and to, to help people, you know, rise up because, because yes. that's our job. That's our calling. You're yes. doing this because it's a calling. Yes. It's not all about you. It's not no. all about your own energy, your own chakra, and you just rising up. You want to bring people with you. You yes. want to bring other, you know, entities with you and rise them up. But, you know, it just depends on if they're ready. Yes. You know, some oh. people are not ready and we can't convince them. They may yeah. be ready. Right. They may. I had a, a friend that I brought in to do Reiki with me. I'm Reiki. Reiki. I say Reiki, but it's Reiki. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So we did a session and I said, be open-minded. I want you to accept the experience and feel the energy and feel the negative energy being thrown away and feel everything and just relax. And at the end, it was, of course, an incredible experience for me. And he said, well, I don't feel any different. And I was like, okay, you're not ready. (laughs) <laughs> you're just not quite ready for, for that experience, but you will be. At least he knew because a year later he told me, oh, I did this really wonderful thing called Reiki. <laughs> I'm like, gee, I heard that somewhere. I, I think someone, oh, it was me. I took you there. He's like, oh gosh. So it was in his mind, even though he didn't recall that I was the person that introduced Then that's fine. It was still there. There was thoughts about it. So when he did it a second time, he was able to, to appreciate and understand the value. Yeah. So you planted the seed. I guess I I didn't think of it that way, but yes, I will give myself credit for that. I planted the seed and that was good enough for me, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know, you know, helps him, but about manifesting, I was talking when I was listening to you, 
You just did some little clip like at a parking lot, which which I thought, I love this person. Uh, <laughs> you were just talking about, you know, going around the parking lot, finding you, how do we do that? You know, and of course you, you, you that, that's just simply going to happen. It's not, you don't wait till you don't have the spot because then it's kind of hard to, you know, it's just not there. Um, I don't even consider that there won't be a spot. There's always right. a spot, you know, mm -hmm. because there's because always a spot. Yes. It's going to be there. But, um, some, but there is something to be careful. And that is, I don't know if you've heard the expression, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be careful what you manifest. Yeah. Be careful because something happened to me. I'm going to share this. We're yes. not, I'm not infallible. I'm not perfect. Absolutely. Because I'm, I'm still learning and growing myself. I decided I was watching this video of a guy saying, you can manifest, you know, one of those YouTube guys, you know, yeah. a million dollars and, and I will you know, help you manifest. And he goes and, and do this for five minutes and you will manifest. $45,000. Okay. I'll try five it. minutes. Okay. I'll give it a go. Mm -hmm. So I did his little, you know, thing. And then, you know, with my own manifesting and I really was thinking I have it. I was envisioning it coming into my account and two weeks later, I got a check for $45,000. Now, that oh, wow. sounds, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, it was from an insurance company because my house flooded. So, yes, indeed, it worked. But be careful how you manifest because I did get what I wanted. Exactly. It did go into the checking account. And my house flooded, and now I'm getting. I'm now I'm looking at the positive because my entire um, house is being all new floors, all new walls, all new everything, all new kitchen, and that's going to be lovely. But that wasn't quite sort of what I had in mind with this this fifty thousand or forty five thousand dollar you know manifesting. I was thinking right was fun money, mm -hmm. but that's what I was so it's say. sort of like be careful because you you may get what you want, but it may not come exactly. I mean, I got How it. you wanted it. It works. So sometimes you have to be a little more specific. <laughs> you have to say, uh, you know, outside of. <laughs> yeah, really. I know. I know. So. Or even people do stuff with jobs. They're like, oh, well, you know, I just need a job and this and that. And, and then they get a job, but it's not anything they want. Right. So it has to be more. It's not just simply a new job. It's just not a higher position. It's not just more money. It has to be something that you're going to enjoy. Yes. Something that you're going to enjoy that's going to bring you joy and happiness so that you can spread that to others. Yes, yes. So yes. so there's there's just, you know, a lot more. I've been having fun because now, um, you know, my practice is actually new. Going, transitioning from being a life coach into being, you know, a holistic um, life counselor. Yes. The transition is giving me a little more flexibility to work Love with it. people. And it's Love just it. been, it is such a joy because people say, what do you get out of it? My joy, my happiness is seeing the success, is getting the phone calls even a week later, even if it's months later saying, I did this. You're not going to believe what happened. You know, one woman said, I went into that building and I owned it. I, she was in, in a, a new, she's a school teacher and she was started in a new, a new uh, uh, school and it was a better school. She, there was all sorts of good things about it, but I said, you, she was intimidated. I said, I want you to own that building. 
I want you to go there when school is not going on. I want you to look at that building at every single corner. I want you to own it. I want you to imagine your spirit above looking down. You own that. You know that. You own everything in that building. That is yours. And she said it made all the difference. She went in there and people were just responding. Here she being the newbie. They were responding better. The students were responding better because she wasn't inside. Yes. Intimidated. I'm in this new environment. I have to learn all these new things. She was like, she owned it. It was hers, you know, and, and, you know, she can incorporate her ideas more effectively because she's not coming from a, you know, there's that old expression, the timid place. Yes. Yes. You know, from being a a place of of being timid, but now you're healing. What tell me, I am curious. I know it's, your show and people know, but I don't know, like, like as being a natural healer, do you tell me about diseases? Because I have. So I, I actually have started studying that thing because, so here's a backstory about me. My grandmother was a pastor, preacher, teacher, evangelist, prophetess type. But what she did was she started her own church because the church that we were a part of wouldn't allow women to preach. They could get up and introduce the the bishop or the whoever, you know, the pastor or whatever. They could get up and introduce somebody and stuff like that. And so then they could say a little word, few words then, but they didn't allow women to preach. And so she said that God called her to have, be a pastor, to have her church. So she did. She got her own church, had her own place. And as time started going, she started getting into like Abraham Hicks. Louise Hay, all these people. And so um, she was my person. So whatever she said, you know, and she also actually was a person that pulled me out at four years old and said, come in here because we used to go to these churches and um, lay hands on somebody and pray for them. And I did. She would call me up, you know, and she'd say, you know, lay hands, put your hands on so-and-so and pray for them. And I would. And they would get healed. And so I knew that that was something that I was supposed to do. You know, of course, you know, you go through periods of time, you know, time goes on. This was actually 50 years ago now. So I was like, okay. But I knew that that was a part. And then I started seeing the, the dead people and stuff, you know, and that was a whole nother thing because who you tell about that? Nobody, because you're already weird. <laughs> you <know? I> <laughs> you're already weird anyway, you know, once mm-hmm. you tell people that. And in the way that the way that they used to come to me was like so weird. I would like see a person say like, you know, she was the person that was always going to the funeral. So I went to lots of those as a child, lots of funerals, lots, lots, lots. And so I, we would go and I would see somebody and, you know, just look at them. And then all of a sudden I would see them in the box and I would see them wearing whatever they were wearing. So when we went to the funeral, they looked exactly like I saw them in the vision that I had. Sometimes they were people that, you know, were already sick and they knew it. Sometimes it was people that were sick and they were the only ones that knew it. Nobody, they hadn't shared with anybody else. Sometimes they weren't sick at all that we knew of. And so I would see that. And um, I asked God to take that away. (laughs) <laughs> was, was it too much scary. for you? Was it just too much for your 
intellect or at the time as a young person to to witness that seven eight years old yes yeah okay I would say so I would say so too much too much yeah I was like no nah, I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah I, I thank you for the gift um yeah, but when, when I'm ready and, and more mature and to and, and to understand how you can help Right. You know, what what is your your job in order to to to, to see this? Just because exactly. your intuition was was so, um, yes. you know, just so developed yeah. for such a young person. It and then, and I understand. Who do you tell? You know, people are going <laughs> to think you're just goofy, or you're are you just making it up, or you're just already weird. So mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. I you know I'm like all about embracing the weirdness. The, the first ghost. Um, not first because because I would see them all the time was um, I was at no this is I was at a hotel I was visiting Seattle you may even know the hotel it used to be called the Renton Inn and the Renton Inn was bought by Holiday Inn and okay. they they had an old part it's right by the SeaTac airport so they have an old part and then they have they rebuilt sort of the Holiday Inn and they have a little restaurant and I, I went to check in because um, I was visiting some family and I, and they said, we're booked up. And I said, I, I know that you're not booked up. Just, just, they go, oh, okay. In the old part, it's not been remodeled. We do have a room available where I said, I'll take it. I'll take the room. So I'm in the room and I'm laying there just watching TV right in front of me. Very clear. This was, I mean, yes, the person was translucent, but I could see hair color. He was wearing, he had a Ooh, 1970s wow. haircut a 1970s jog red jogging suit on like right out of the 70s not the new stuff that's in style again that people right, are right, wearing right. These, these track suits mm-hmm. and walked right by me in front of the tv and i'm like well hello and then flies out the window just jumps out the window and i thought okay well that's really interesting so <laughs> the next day and it's just like you know I, whatever you know i mean it's just, it was just there it's just a guy I, I i didn't know his history he he didn't know me he didn't see me he didn't recognize me it could have been an imprint because you know sometimes when things happen it's just an yeah. imprint that loops mm-hmm. over and over and, and but it was happening so as i'm checking out i said oh by the way the guy in the tracksuit um now i know why you didn't want to give me that room and they went Oh yeah, we, we've had lots of people tell us that. It's like, well, you could have t- mentioned it to me. Like uh, the room's haunted. <laughs> no, they look, they would have mentioned it to you because you were ready to rent it. I know. <laughs> well, I think, that, I think that everyone didn't see it. And so that they were just hoping, but enough people that they had tagged that room as, you know, some people are going to see this guy, you know, walking by in a jogging suit. My only other one was I was in Mexico and they actually built a brand new Sheraton hotel on top of an old cemetery. Just like in the movies, you know, they build it on just like older guys, you know, you do. And so I'm in my room and it's really early, early in the morning. It's just starting to get light out and I'm in bed and I look behind me. I'm with my husband. I look behind me and there is, now this wasn't, a, I couldn't see the person. It wasn't like the tracksuit guy. It was just a, a smoky silhouette. Yes, yeah, sort of a mm-hmm. white silhouette. And it was moving like, you know, just back and forth. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, I, 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 I'm not seeing this. So I walk over to the, the, the curtains and I throw them open so the light would come in, the, the early morning light. 
And I turn around thinking, you know, because maybe it was just from the curtains Mm -hmm. and that darn thing was still there. And I said, you know what? I'm not into channeling, not my thing. Just (laughs) can you go bother the neighbors? I went back to bed and put the blanket over my head and went to sleep. (laughs) I never didn't see it again. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I just, I just didn't want to deal with it. You know, so we have four-year-old, you can't say that. You can't say no. like, you know what, this is been nice, you know, that I see you, but I'm just, I'm not ready to deal with it. Can you just go away? And, you mm-hmm. know, you, you can't do that. But I, I was right. older. I was an adult woman. I was like, that's, that's just not my thing right now. I do it I'm, too much for me. I'm good. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, and I'm tired. You know, I'm tired too. I need to finish my napping. So, you know, so right. a couple of things have happened. My husband passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. To and hear that. He, he passed away in uh, nine, in 09. So it's been several years. For about five years, he would push me at night in bed. I'd be sleeping in bed by myself. I've been by myself since then. I mean, a nudge, like a push. And I'm like, stop it. I just, I'm like, I know it's you. I'm glad you're mm-hmm. here. Look, let me sleep. Yeah, but I could talk to him and ask him questions. If I ever felt troubled, I could just call him and say, what do I do? How do I handle this? And the answer would just come. I mean, he was there to protect his family. There was me and our three sons. And so a couple were in high school, you know, still at the time. And so he was there and for for about maybe 10 years and then he was gone. Oh, wow. And that means he went somewhere. I don't know. I've asked. I've tried to find out. I don't know. I don't know if he's, you know, if he's just on another plane or another level, but he's, right. he's, he's not here on, you know, on this realm where we are right now. So he's either ascended, you know, maybe he just felt that, okay, we're all good enough. You know, the kids are, are grown up that, that he doesn't, you know, we're, he doesn't, you know, need to help us. But, but the day he was gone, he was gone. And it was kind of sad because I enjoyed having him around. I can then, imagine, yeah. yeah. But I, I wanted him to, to, to go where he needed to go. I was going to say, and it might be time for you as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, it was time for me. So these are things that some of my clients are not ready to hear. So what I essentially do, because it's, you know, it's holistic counseling, it's body, mind, it's spirit, or they mm-hmm. sometimes I'll say soul. Um, so what I do is because I do with all aspects. The first thing I do in my business, because it's all about baby stepping is we will do their body first. And the first thing I do is I have them do a body cleanse, just a natural body cleanse. It can be a three-day cleanse. It can be a five-day cleanse. It can be a 10-day cleanse. I tell them it has to be time where they, they, they probably aren't going to go to work because some of these cleanses will say you can just live your day and go to work. And I promise you that's not true. No. <laughs> Yeah, if you've done, but these are the cleanses to get rid of all of the parasites out of our bodies, all the toxins, you know, they actually have some activated charcoal in some of them to get rid of the toxins, well, yes. your, your, your body, some of it will come out of your skin, you might all of a sudden have a rash, but it is toxins coming. So then when the person comes back to me, right after the cleanse a week later, then I'm ready to start baby stepping on, let's talk about you know, your life and things that are making you unhappy. Let's find your joy. Yes. But let, let's find your joy. You know, what did it feel like when you were joyful? Then I do a vibration going back in time. And I'm going to tell you, as a counselor, I need counseling myself um, because we all do. 
you know, yeah. I'm not, I, you know, I'm certainly not somebody that's in a position where, you know, I'm not any special or any better. I mean, yes, I, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit, a little higher understanding, um, but, but there's still going to be some influences in my life, some negative influence that I need to deal with. Yeah. And I did have something and I was petrified of driving. I cannot drive. I cannot be driven in a car. I made people's lives miserable, miserable. If I was driving with you, Tammy, you would probably just pull over and say, get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't drive. <laughs> if I was with your husband or something. Hey, as my say, brother, I have yeah, done that. Yeah, they'd say, yeah, no, no, lady, you know what, you're, because I'm just like the worst, like, oh God, or watch out. I mean, just like, like absolutely petrified. I have not been on a freeway in years. Won't do the freeway won't do. And, and it was such a, a hardship that it gave me anxiety knowing that I had to go somewhere in a car. So I actually hired car services as if that makes any difference to another driver, but somehow right. I felt, you know, so the car services, they ended up giving me a discount because I would call car services to take me everywhere. Um, there was a couple of people I felt safe driving with. It was um, one of my sons and my brother, because they would actually drive the way that they, they knew my anxiety level was, it would be from one to 10. It was way over 10. It was like at a thousand. And, and this is after my schooling, after having a practice. So I went to a vibration expert who brought me back in time. And the process is called why, what for? It's called what for? Wow. What for? Why, why didn't you like to drive in a car? Because people die in cars. Well, people die crossing the street. People die tripping down houses. some stairs. People, people, you know, die also, you know, a toilet can fall on their head from the toilet seat from an airplane. I'm just kidding. It's from a movie. Right, right. Um, so, you know, there's other reasons why specifically a car. Well, because statistics show, and I come up, came up with some baloney statistics that I think I just made up on the, you know, with... <laughs> statistically, you know, more people are dying. Blah, blah. So I, you know, I went back and we went back too far in time. We went back too far where I was in a car accident when I was like 12 years old, didn't feel the anxiety. It was just a garden variety, you know, little car accident. Yeah. I went to the hospital, you know, broke a leg, didn't bother me. Didn't, I mean, I didn't have anxiety associated with that. So we went back too far. Then we came back forward and I, I just have chills. I'm just, I, I just, I, I started crying because it was a belief system. I was driving down the freeway and there was a car accident I saw on the other side of the freeway. Um, and there was a man that had died and, the, and the, the, they hadn't covered his body, but he was smashed the front of his car and the back of his Ooh. truck smashed him to a pancake. And so you could see a sliver that he had been a human being. It was a corpse. Now, Okay, so it was a horrible accident. So other lot hundreds of other people saw this, saw this. But why did it affect me? And it was because at that moment in time, I said the words out loud, I do not want to die that way. I made a proclamation. I made I created a belief system in my head. And from that moment on, and that was in a, that was about intent about in, in 2010 and for that many years, all these years. And the moment I said to the person that was bringing me back, 
too far, then, then forward to that moment. And when I said out loud, I do not want to die that way. It went away. I went into the car 10 minutes later, it's gone, completely gone. I can drive now. Amazing. I can drive with other people. Complete. So it's really interesting for me to use this vibration to find back the moment in time because we talked earlier a little bit about your, our belief system. We have yes. these beliefs. I believed that I absolutely did not want to die that way. And how do I achieve that by not driving in a car? And it was on a freeway. And so, yeah, yeah. So, so now I'm incorporating, this is a type of trauma in my practice. And then I also do have you, I don't know if you've heard of, um, th there's two terms. One is called movie theater technique and one is called cinema technique. And yeah, so I work know. with a lot of people that have um, like post-traumatic stress, you know, syndrome. Um, and I watched an, an article on, uh, or a, a show, a live show on TEDx or I'm sorry, it was TED Talk, where it is 97% effective. And it's a little different than my trauma. My trauma was I didn't know the trauma. So I had to use the vibration um, expert to bring me back to discover the trauma. And I was able to let it go gotcha. by recognizing it, seeing it and letting it go. The movie theater technique is where you go back in time, but you already know what the trauma is. So that's why it's a lot of people that maybe have um, had some some sexual abuse, um, you know, whatever their their post traumatic stress syndrome. They they know what the occurrence was, and so it's a technique by having them visually watch it, you know, based like they're watching on a movie theater. And it's a technique that I bring them through, and I will usually do it three mm. times. And after three sessions, it is ninety seven percent curate according to um the uh veterans um the hospitals where the veterans go they they are using this technique as opposed to talk therapy talking about it talking about the trauma mm -hmm. of war having you know a, a soldier you know friend a, a having them relive it die in your arms you're reliving it but you're separated from it because you're watching right. it on a movie screen, then we separate you more, then we separate you more and then you more, and then it's an event. It doesn't mean the event didn't happen. And it didn't, doesn't mean that the event wasn't horrific. It's just that it's not consuming every moment of your life. And yes, yes. Yeah. So that's another technique that I specialize in, um, you know, in I addition, that. you know, with, with this counseling and it's been very, very successful. Also a lot of parents, look at me, I'm just gabbing on and on and on. No, that's why, <laughs> that's why you're here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about what I do. I'm just excited. I'm excited about that because I know that that is huge. So many people deal with that stuff. Anybody, anyone who is listening, I can just tell you, you don't have to go to me. You don't have to even go look up movie theater technique on YouTube, look up cinema technique for PTSD or trauma, just put in trauma, cinema theater technique, you will find lots and lots of videos. Some of them are a little bit varied, but you will have a great understanding. And then when you go online to find a therapist or a counselor, just ask somebody that specializes in the, um, movie theater technique for for any kind of trauma and it is the success rate is 
just huge, huge. There is no reason to see a psychiatrist. Ooh, I'm going to get a lot of psychiatrists not liking me right now. There's no reason to see somebody for three or four years. You know, I even tell my clients, if I can't help you after three or four months, you know, unless there's just all the checkups. I mean, sometimes, you know, then after a month, it's, it's, it's a revisit and how are you doing or is there anything new? But, yes. you know, with an ongoing one occurrence that you need help on, you know, you have an issue with your sister-in-law because she's a crazy maker. You know, if, if I can't help you in three or four months, then, then I'm not doing my job. Right. You know, so and that's how psychiatrists should look at it. If they're not helping you, you know, really make with and I'm not talking about giving you medicine you know, and just dulling your brain. And that's another thing about the MS. I was in a fog. I'm completely off multiple sclerosis medicine. I'm on zero, absolutely zero. And I can walk now and I'm not bedridden. And it's all because of, of my training and my schooling. And I'm practicing on myself so that I can help others. That is, <laughs> that is so powerful. That is, that's exactly, that's exactly my journey. It's like, you know, all the things I learn, I practice on me and I know, you know, this is going to work and blah, blah, blah. And this is, you know, and so that is, that is amazing. I love that. When I hear that, it's like, okay, yes, because I really truly believe that our clients are really just us in the back. You know what I mean? They're us. They're people that, you know, look at us and say, okay, you know what? I can do that. Or I can be that. Or I can, you know, I can, I can manifest or I can heal or I can whatever, you know? So mm-hmm. I kind of started going into that myself where, you know, I truly love the healing work. You know, I was getting into it. I did Reiki, all that stuff, you know, and did Reiki, did Theta healing, a few other different things and stuff. But I, I was like, it's some healing that's inside of me that I pull from that I haven't gotten training for. You know what I mean? So I know is what I was sent here in this particular incarnation to do, you know, and I know I've done it already in the past. Well, it's a gift. You have a gift. You know, that other people, you know, can, you know, we all have it. Do we recognize it? You, you have it. It's just there. Maybe you didn't want it necessarily fully when you were four years old, but no, (laughs) and you know how, 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 you know, what you can do for other people. Right. And so, and it really just is, is something just wonderful. And the fact that somebody will come to you, that they will come to you or even come to me, that in itself, I put them at a level of they want help. Yes. That is a good thing. You know, it's, it's, you know, I sometimes I'll see some friends. It's like, oh, you know, you are definitely a codependent. You're just, you know, helping everyone and your life is a mess, but they're not coming to me. They're, They're not coming to me. So they're not ready. Right. So the people that are seeing us, at least we know that they're ready. Yes. They're because, ready. And that is, that's huge. That's a huge step for them. Yes. And it really is. It's like, you almost want to reward them. <laughs> like, I know. So glad you're here, you know, and I, yeah, I have had people that I've worked with and I'm like, I'm so glad you're here. I said, I know, you know, you said you can just do one session or whatever. And of course, you know what we do, we're going to overgive anyway. So yeah. it's like, you know, I'm going to make sure that you have, you know, what you need and, you know, what you came for and all this stuff. And I have this, that, you know, all of these tools that we're going to work with. But you know what? That doesn't even matter. What matters is that we're going to help you. You know, we're going to get you from this place of being feeling stuck and feeling whatever and not knowing what you're going to do as far as your body, 
and all this stuff and knowing that you can heal because to me that is the major huge part of it mm-hmm. you know because people are like oh well, you know I have this going on or I always talk about this because I just feel it so strongly people pet these diseases you know they just pet them like oh I got MS you know or my MS that's what I, that's what they say my MS or my fibromyalgia or my cancer or whatever my diabetes and I'm like no no none of that shit belongs to me that's right, that's right. and <laughs> then know, there's people that it. identify I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I, I've had, I'm, I'm on a lot of MS sites and, and that because I know that their vibration level is a little bit lower and they identify with their MS. Yes. They, that is part of their life. That's part yeah. of what is, what makes them who they are. And so they're not ready. Yeah. You know, they want, they want to live that, that part. And they, so they have to live that out. Until- well, what it is, is a lot of times what I notice is people want to be a victim. They want to be a victim. They want to say, oh, well, you know, cause I tell people, I'm like, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, but do I identify that way? Hell no. And do yeah. I actually even have a lot of issues with it? I don't, you know, I have a friend. She's like, well, you know, I said, girl, I don't, I said, when that, when those things start hitting me, then I know that I need to make some shifts. You know, I know that there's some stress happening, you know, stuff is coming at me and I need to make some changes. You know, I might need to get out of that or do something different or, you know, not, you know, not deal with that. And, or whatever. Yeah, and you know that, you, you know that you can do that. But my, my little mantra is at that point, I focus on my capabilities and not my disabilities. Yes. Because then one gets stronger and one gets weaker. So. Yes, exactly. Anyway. So let's um, share with the people where they can connect with you, the, the best place to connect. Okay, with the you. actual best way, if you want to connect with me, is just to send me an email at thebrighterlife at mail.com. And that's the T H E brighter, B R I G H T E R, the brighter life, L I F E, the brighter life at mail.com. I might have said Gmail before. So the bright and I always, always, always answer, always answer the emails. And then that way we can exchange our phone numbers and I can schedule, you know, a time. I always answer that. Sometimes with my phone scheduling or some of the other sites that I'm on, I don't I get them. I, they will come delayed to me. And I, I just with, with just sending me a direct email, you're going to get a quick response. That's what's up. I'm so excited about that. So this has been such a pleasure. I have really enjoyed it. (laughs) I have too, because you are fun. (laughs) I try to be. I just love it. I'm, I'm truly in that space where I'm in devotion to that. I'm in devotion to fun, freedom, and intuition. That's right. Those are my things. It's like, and accept your intuition. It's there. We have it. Yes. If you, you know, we know our bodies. Yes. We know us. We know intuition is something that we're, we're just, you know, that's where we're gaslit. Like, no, 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 that didn't happen. No, it actually did. It and did. just our intuition, even feeling about somebody else or a situation. Yes. Sorry, I can go on for another two hours. No, then. I was going to say so. <laughs> same, same thing. Cause we were actually talking about this yesterday. I was talking about deja vu because I said, I said, the reason why we feel like it's deja vu is because it's already happened. We've already done this. We've already lived this day. It's already done. And that's why when it happens and we see it, we're like, oh, I've already had this conversation before. 
that happened to me recently, really. I was like, wow, I've already had this conversation with you, this person, and I had never met that person that I know of, you know, mm-hmm. but I have had I had that conversation with them. I said, we already had this talk right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's sort of a space and time, and that's another conversation too. <laughs> between yeah. space and time, and oh boy, and you know, parallel relationships, and oh, okay, girl, we we need to do this again because you are just yes, we're gonna do it again. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a message with um my information. But okay, what excellent. we'll do now is once this processes i'll process this probably tomorrow i was gonna say tonight but it probably won't happen tonight tomorrow i'll process this and i'll send it to you you're gonna be on i think you you might be in january for your show okay let me see well i will blast this everywhere you will you know i have a a, a nice nice little following so you'll be on the um on the 31st your show will premiere on the 31st on youtube and it'll also be, it's also going to be on Anchor and all that stuff. That'll be up in the next day or so. Um, okay. Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, Apple, all those places the podcasts are. Okay, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get that going. I'll send you the links for those as well. And I'll also send you my information because I'm, I, I was just telling another lady, I said, I'm connecting with people <laughs> in real time. I said, because these apps crash or, you know, like mine was, um, stolen my page was stolen and all kinds of stuff I was like I don't have time for those games I'm connecting with people in real time that I like <laughs> yeah I like and thank you for reaching out to me I was I was that was really a, a nice a pleasant surprise you know we you know we, we, what we do is we you know we use our intuition <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> and I do the same thing with this all right so anyway, thank you. I appreciate you. You too, Miss And I will definitely be back in touch. We're going to do something else again for sure. Because this was a fun. good conversation and we got much more to talk about. When I'm in Seattle, I'll just pop over to your studio. and we'll Yeah, just- do that. I was going to say, you know, I'll yeah, yeah. It'll be a different <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay, thank you beautiful. so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. My guest, Dr. Leslie Berklin. It's been amazing. I have enjoyed the conversation. We're going to definitely schedule another one because this was so good excellent so again thank y'all for watching those of you that are watching those of you that are listening thank you thank you thank you and if you're not subscribed make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit the bell so that you'll get notified when we produce more content so again thank you so much for joining us on straight out of savannah bye now (laughs) bye bye i know you've been blown away with the amazing value here today Now go out and inspire the planet and be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it on Straight Outta Savannah, Talking with Tammy.